0: Shalom, Malakam, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. Well, today it's time to talk about another feast of Jehovah, another appointed time, uh, one of the fall feasts, and it's uh, one of the more interesting ones, really, in my opinion, because there's future prophecy yet to be fulfilled uh, that we find in the book of Zechariah that we will take a look at today. I'm talking about the Feast of Tabernacles. Sukkot. Let me give you a little bit of a rundown about what this is. Uh, By the way, there's a blog post up at scriptureandprophecy.com. If you're on the email list, I sent it to you yesterday so you could have a quick glance uh, before this morning's podcast. Uh, By the way, consider getting on the email list. I don't spam it. I don't send you bunches of requests to buy stuff or anything like that. The main purpose of it is to let you know about these things and also, if in the event that I ever get censored or canceled, I at least would have a way to get written and work to you or something like that. So, uh, I'd probably send something maybe once every few weeks, once a week at the most. That's at scriptureandprophecy.com. So, what is the Feast of Tabernacles? The Feast of Tabernacles is a very important biblical feast. It's one of only three where the Israelites were commanded to travel to Jerusalem and celebrate and observe the appointed time. So it's like they call it pilgr- pilgriming uh, feast. The other two would be Passover and Festival of Weeks. Uh, so out of, the, out of all the feasts, there's three where you're actually supposed to travel to Jerusalem. It's a, the Feast of Tabernacles is a beautiful picture of God dwelling among his people and obviously our blessed hope is that Jesus our Savior will soon return where he will dwell or tabernacle with us forever, which would be the ultimate fulfillment of that appointed time. We did see a partial fulfillment, however, when we when during Messiah's first advent when he walked among the people of the earth. What really makes this feast interesting is it seems to be the only one wherein during the kingdom of Messiah The entire world will be expected to observe it or be punished through the withholding of rain, which we'll read about in the book of Zechariah this morning. To Israel, the Feast of Tabernacles was a reminder of how God brought them out of Egypt and how they dwelt in tents or booze or Sukkot in the wilderness for 40 years and how God was among them and eventually brought them into their own land. The Sukkot, which is the temporary dwelling, is also a reminder to us all that just like the Sukkot, our lives here on earth are also temporary. For the Christian, the Feast of Tabernacles is a reminder of how the Son of God walked the earth, how he gave his life as a ransom for many, how he paid for our sins on the old wooden cross, becoming the Passover lamb, and how he is coming again to gather us to himself, where we will be comforted for all eternity. So there's kind of a rundown of what it is. They were commanded to travel, set up temporary shelters, and observe it for seven days. There's an example of it being observed in the book of Nehemiah. So just a couple of weeks ago during Feast of Trumpets, we went to the book of Nehemiah to see an example of the Feast of Trumpets. We're going to do the same thing today for the Feast of Tabernacles So, before we look at Nehemiah and then look at the prophecy in Zechariah, uh, one of the traditions is to read Leviticus chapter 22, uh, verse 26 through 23, verse 44, which deals with, you know, the, uh, uh, the feast concerning the, concerning the feast of the Lord. So, let's read that. Then we'll go look at our, look at our example in Nehemiah and then look at our future example, which is very interesting in the book of Zechariah so let's begin starting with Leviticus chapter 22 verse 26 I'm gonna read from the King James Bible this morning here's what it says and the Lord spake unto Moses saying when a bullock or a sheep or a goat is brought forth then it shall be seven days under the dam and from the eighth day and thenceforth it shall be accepted for an offering made by fire unto the Lord And whether it be a cow or an ewe, you shall not kill it, and her young, both in one day. And when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. On the same day it shall be eaten up, you shall leave none of it till tomorrow. I am the Lord. Therefore you shall keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord, neither shall you profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord which... O Lord, which hallows you, that brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God, I am the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feast. Six days shall your work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of rest, holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in your dwellings. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which you shall proclaim in their season. In the fourteenth day of the first month, at evening, is the Lord's Passover. On the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread. Unto the Lord seven days you must eat unleavened bread. In the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord seven days. And in the seventh day is a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheaf of the firstfruits of your harvest unto the priest. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath the priest shall wave it. And you shall offer that day when you wave the sheaf and he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. And the meat offering thereof shall be two tenths deals of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering made by fire unto the Lord for a sweet Savior. And the drink offering thereof shall be wine, the fourth part of an hin, And you shall eat neither bread, nor parched corn, nor green ears, until the selfsame day that you have brought an offering unto your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations, in all your dwellings. And you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow, after the seventh Sabbath, you shall number fifty days, and you shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. You shall bring out your habitations to wave loaves of two-tenths deals. They shall be a fine flour. They shall be bacon with leaven. They are the first fruits unto the Lord. And you shall offer with bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year, and one young bullock and two rams. They shall be for a burnt offering unto the Lord. With their meat offering and their drink offerings, even an offering made by fire of sweet Saviour unto the Lord. Then you shall sacrifice one kid of goats for a sin offering, and two lambs of the first year a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for the wave offering before the Lord, and two lambs, they shall be a holy they shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. And you shall proclaim in the self-same day that it might be, be a holy convocation unto you. You shall do no servile work therein. It shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, shall not thou shalt not make clean ridents to the corners of thy field when thou reapest. Neither shalt thou gather any gleaning of the harvest. Thou shalt leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am the Lord your God. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing, of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Also, on the tenth day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation unto you. You shall afflict your souls and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. You shall do no work in that same day, for it is the day of atonement to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God. And whatsoever soul it shall be not afflicted in the same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever soul in that doeth any work in that same day, the soul will I destroy from among his people." You shall do no manner of work, it shall be a statute forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and ye shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month, at even from evening to evening shall ye you celebrate your Sabbath. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles, for seven days unto the Lord. On the first day it shall be a holy convocation, you shall do no servile work. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, and on the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you. You shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, it's a solemn assembly, and you shall do no servile work therein. These are the feasts to the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering, and a meat offering, a sacrifice, and drink offerings, everything upon his day. Besides the Sabbaths of the Lord, and besides your gifts, and besides all your vows, and besides all your freewill offerings, which you shall give unto the Lord. Also, in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in all the fruit of the land, you shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. You shall take on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. You shall be a statue forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths 7 days all that are israelites born shall dwell in booths that your generations may know that i made the children of israel to dwell in booths when i brought them out of the land of egypt i am the lord your god and moses declared unto the children of israel the feast of the lord so that is kind of the portion that we were uh, that we're supposed to read today and it ends, obviously, talking about the Feast of Tabernacles. How God commanded them to go out and get, you know, the branches and stuff of trees and to make these temporary shelters. They were to have a Sabbath on the first day and on the eighth day. So, they, And it was a seven-day, a week-long celebration. A reminder of what God had done. He says, all of you do this. All Israelites born shall dwell in booths. And the purpose, he says, is that your generation may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So there's the commandments. That's where the commandment of this, of this feast and all the other feasts come from. Leviticus chapter 22, verse 26 through 23, 44. Now, let's start reading a couple of short verses. That's the bulk of what we're going to read today. But I want to get some examples in. So if we go to Nehemiah, you go to chapter 8. We're going to look at verse 13 through 18 to see an example. Remember, they were in Babylonian captivity. And they come out. And because it's been a generation or so, they, they've forgotten all these. They don't know these things. And so Ezra, the scribe, has been teaching them the law. And you remember when he taught him about Feast of Trumpets, they started weeping. Oh... And he said, don't weep. Instead, celebrate, you know, drink sweet drinks and eat fat and be merry. And here they're going to hear about uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. So let's take a look in Nehemiah chapter 8, starting with verse 13. And on the second day, were gathered together the chief of the fathers of all the people, the priest and the Levites, unto Ezra the scribe, to understand the words of the law. And they found written in the law which the Lord had commanded by Moses, that the children of Israel shall dwell in booths in the feast of the seventh month, and that they should publish and proclaim in all their cities and in Jerusalem, saying, Go forth unto the mount, fetch olive branches and pine branches and myrtle branches and palm branches and branches of thick trees to make booths as it is written. So the people went forth and they brought them and made themselves booths, every one upon the roof of his house. And in their courts, and in the courts of the house of God, and in the streets of the water gate, and in the streets of the gates of Ephraim. And all the congregation of them, that were come out again of the captivity, made booths, and sat under the booths. For since the days of Jeshua the son of Nun, unto the day, had not the children of Israel done so. And there was very great gladness. Also day by day, from the first day unto the last, he read in the book of the law of God. And they kept the feast seven days. And on the eighth day was a solemn assembly according to the manner. So here we have an example. They hadn't observed any of these things for a generation. They're coming to Ezra to learn the words of the law. And they found written in there about the dwelling of booths. And so they all went and they, they made a big deal about it. And they published it all throughout the land. And they went and they grabbed branches in Jerusalem. They went to the mouth and they fetched all of branches and pine branches and all this. And they made the the temporary shelters. And then everybody... They, everyone, they also made them on the top of their houses in many cases. So if you lived there and you had a house, they had flat roofs. They would make them on top of the house. And then everybody else, you had the kind of sojourn to get there. would build them in, this, in the courts and the outer courts and all that stuff. And it says, in the, And all the congregation of them were come again out of captivity. And they made booze and they sat into the booze. And there was very great gladness. And during the seven-day feast says also from the first day until the last day they read from the book of the law of God so if you're kind of wanting some something tangible to do during this next seven days uh, just you know read read from the law read from the Torah do it just do it seven days or go through and grab my Torah portion podcast and listen to one episode each day during the seven days something like that um, and just kind of remind yourself of how of, Of who God is and what his commandments were to Israel and look at them and see how they point to Jesus you know uh, I think it's tragic that obviously I don't think we're supposed to live these out exactly like they did at that time And, and in most cases we even can't there's no temple there's no we can't necessarily just sojourn to Jerusalem Especially in the times we're living in now, but we can still study these things, memorialize them. As an example, we set up—I set up a temporary shelter. It's actually an old hunting blind, <laughs> and I set it up out in the lawn. And we, we read oh, everything I'm covering with you. I covered with my family, and we just kind of had that time of memorializing and understanding that hey. Just like this shelter, our lives are temporary. But here's the good news is there's a day coming very soon where we're going to tabernacle with God forever. And we read from the prophecy. So let's go to that. Zechariah chapter 14. I was going to read the whole thing, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to cover the part that actually deals with tabernacles, which is verse 16 and 17. And here's what it says. This is, this is future we know it's future because it clearly hasn't happened yet. Starting with verse 16, he says, And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem. So this, the whole story is they come against Jerusalem and God annihilates them, right? In the last days. So of the ones that are left, of the, of one that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king. The Lord of Hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. So it appears that during the kingdom reign, and this is one example why I think that the the thousand year reign of Messiah must be literal. Many think that it's been fu- that it's being fulfilled now through the church, and I've I've been on that page at different times. But when I see things like this, I'm like, well, this hasn't happened. So, it'll come to pass after this, after God does this great thing against those who come against Jerusalem, that they will be required to come up year after year to worship the King the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles, verse 17. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the King and the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain." And if the family of Egypt go not up, and come not, and have no rain, there shall be plague. Wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up, to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt, and the punishment of all the nations that come not up, to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So check that out. This has definitely not been fulfilled. The nations of the world will be expected to come up to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of hosts and if they don't do it and interestingly enough he mentions Egypt twice which makes me think God is prophesying that Egypt will be one that disobeys if they don't come up it says that the Lord will Send no rain, and there will be a plague, and that the Lord will smite the heathen. He's calling anybody who refuses to come up to this during this time is a heathen. He says he's going to smite the heathen. And this will be the punishment of Egypt. He mentions Egypt again. And the punishment of all nations. So we're talking about the whole world here. That come not up to the Feast of Tabernacles. Check it out verse 20, And in that day there shall be upon the bells of horses holiness unto the Lord. And the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. And they that sacrifice shall come up and take them and seeth therein. And in that day there shall be no more the Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. Hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I long for that day. I long for the day when the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is here amongst us, and we have to go every year and and celebrate and praise Him and acknowledge the... I mean, this is awesome. I, l- I look forward to this, and there's you're not going to convince me that this has been fulfilled already because find me a time in history when the whole world has been required to come observe the Feast of Tabernacles, and when they didn't, they were stricken with plagues and drought. This is future. This is future. Let me read two more verses to end the broadcast from Revelation chapter 20. And I saw the thrones that sat upon them. This is verse 4 and 6. 4 through 6. And judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead, not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. I don't know about all of you, but I want to be part of that blessed and holy is he that takes part in that first resurrection do you know him today have you committed your life to jesus are you denying yourself daily and taking up your cross and following after him or are you seeking your answers from the world the world has answers but they'll be your demise trust in jesus the king is coming and if anything, this this feast is a time to, to look forward to Him dwelling amongst us, tabernacling amongst us. And I pray that that day comes very, very soon. And in my prayers every morning, I pray, remember me and my family. Count us worthy to escape all these things that are coming upon the earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Maranatha. Baruch Abba Hashem, Yahweh Yeshua HaMashiach. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Jesus. I hope you've been blessed this morning through this podcast. Please consider supporting it scriptureandprophecy.com. Please consider praying for it. That's all I have for you this morning. Lord willing, I'll be back with you Wednesday. Peace and grace be with all of you. Until next time, God bless.